Do I get to talk now? <laughs> Slowly. First of all, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being here, primarily for celebrating Shabbat, but also to celebrate our eight years together here. And thanks to my parents for being here from the East Coast. And for all of you, um, my friends, my family here, uh, for, for being here tonight. In order to fully express my gratitude, I, I'd like to share with you a brief story. In the summer of 1998, I graduated from college and I moved to San Francisco to accept a retail management training position at Gap Incorporated. <laughs> Arriving friendless and rather lost, I was given the desk of an employee who was out on maternity leave. Her name was Julie Rosen. Where's Julie? And she's a member of the congregation. Searching for a sense of connection, I began looking for a religious school teaching position. My Peruvian Jewish haircutter told me about this congregation, Sheriff Israel. For reasons God's only knows, God only knows, their educator, Nancy Sheftel Gomes, offered me a position and paired me with a mentor named Deb Sagan. My Jewish career began. One day, in the fall of 1998, Deb invited me to attend something called Late Shabbat at Temple Emmanuel. I remember walking for the first time through the courtyard and gaping at the sheer magnitude of the building. There, along with the throngs of other young adults, in this sanctuary where it was held from time to time, I fell under the spell of Marsha Atti and this electric, charismatic rabbi named Sidney Mintz. And even though I went home dateless that night, I was really intrigued. I soon began to teach in the East Bay in what's called the Midrashah Teen Program and running retreats at Camp Newman. I began to write curriculum for the weekends, often collaborating with what turns out to be Rabbi Fenvis's cousin. By the end of the year, I'd grown close enough with the students that I was invited to graduation. Sitting in the back row, somewhat bored, I started playing on my Palm Pilot. Next to me sat another guy, my age, who I recognized from the Midrashah weekends. He had brought his Palm Pilot too. <laughs> and we began to share games, beaming them back and forth. Do you remember this, Rabbi Bauer? <laughs> his name was Ryan Bauer. That fall, through my teaching connections, I acquired tickets to my first ever Emmanuel High Holiday Services at the Palace of Fine Arts. Really, I was just another groupie following Marsha Atti around. And I still am. At the service stood a lumbering, magnetic rabbi. I couldn't tell if his first name was Wolf or Prusan. But his energy filled the room. And for Yom Kippur, I came here to this sanctuary where for the first time I witnessed the force of nature that is Canterbaric backed by the organ and choir. And I listened to the sermon delivered by the esteemed and scholarly senior rabbi, Pierce. I wondered where his kippah had gone. <laughs> but kippah or no kippah, I was hooked. Sometime after, my friend, Ryan Bauer mentioned that a small synagogue in Fremont was looking for an education director. After consulting a map to find where Fremont was, <laughs> I sent in a hastily thrown together resume 
and I met with the selection committee. Here another miracle occurred as the leaders of the congregation were looking for someone who might connect with students and teens, even if his educational pedigree, hi Ari, was lacking. And so I accepted my first full-time Jewish job. One of my first tasks was to hire teachers. I found a resume online from a Bay Area native who was returning from living on kibbutz in Israel. Her name was Heather Rubin. She later married her kibbutz boyfriend and became Heather Erez. And she was one of our very best teachers. This was 2001. In order to fully explore Jewish life, I took a one-day-a-week position at the Bureau of Jewish Education, working with youth groups. There I befriended the patient and kind special needs educator. Her name was Flora Cooperman, and she was always drinking tea because it was really <laughs> cold in there. Back in Fremont, they started to ask me to song lead. The only problem was I didn't know any of the melodies. So I headed back to Emmanuel late Shabbat. Marsha, we've talked about this, Marsha doesn't remember this, but I timidly, carefully approached her in the Martin Meyer Sanctuary and asked if I could bring in my tape recorder to tape Marsha playing and to write down on my notepad all of the chords that she was playing. Correctly assessing I was another of her fervent yet harmless followers, <laughs> Marsha kindly obliged. And so over time, I, really, I learned how to song lead from watching Marsha. Meanwhile, back at the Midrashah weekends, the best part was the Saturday night concert and song session with Eric Schoen. I started bringing my guitar to the weekends and annoyed Eric to no end as I played behind him and tried to mimic what he was doing. Thankfully, Eric was equally patient. As the rabbi in Fremont suffered through several health-related issues, I became the highly unqualified de facto rabbi of the congregation. <laughs> and it was absolutely thrilling. One night after an especially enjoyable teaching session, I pulled my car into the Laurel Village parking lot and called my parents to say that I thought I wanted to become a rabbi. Even while in rabbinical school, I returned home to the Bay Area each summer to work at Camp Newman. One day, I met a man by the name of Gary, Co Gary Cohn, who introduced himself as the executive director of Temple Emmanuel. He was holding court at the faculty lunch table. After spending the week together, Gary asked me to keep in touch to contact him should I need any advice. Later that year, I wrote to Gary looking for an internship. Over lunch at Factors Deli, Gary told me that Rabbi Helen Cohn was leaving the congregation and that my old Palm Pilot friend, Ryan Bauer, was moving to San Francisco to serve as an intern and would I like to join him? Eventually, I was offered the full-time position here at Emmanuel alongside my friend, Rabbi Bauer, as well as the very same clergy and staff who had inspired me to considering becoming a rabbi in the first place. I felt like a kid in the bleachers who had grown up to play for the Giants. And I still feel exactly that way. Two years ago, this journey came full circle as I had the honor of serving as the guide rabbi for the bar mitzvah of Spencer Rosen. Spencer's here too. Hi, Spencer. Spencer's the son of Julie at whose desk I sat upon first arriving in San Francisco when she was on maternity leave having him. 
San Francisco had been my home for 13 years by now, and it felt like my bar mitzvah as well. I share all of this history to underscore the tremendous sense of gratitude and appreciation I hold for this congregation. Over the past eight years, you all have taught me how to serve as a rabbi and as a Jewish educator. But even more importantly, this congregation planted within me the foundation of my adult Jewish identity. I may not be a child of Emmanuel, but I certainly am an adult of this congregation. I came to San Francisco and Emmanuel 16 years ago, lost, alone, wondering what I was going to do with my life and with whom I was going to spend it. The San Francisco Jewish community embraced this wandering Jew, and ever since, the Red Dome of Temple Emmanuel has remained a guiding star as I confronted adulthood. As I learned to navigate the city, the dome remained a friendly reminder that this was my home. My Jewish identity and love for Emmanuel and San Francisco are undeniably intertwined, which makes saying goodbye all the more difficult. I want you to know that I'm leaving to serve a congregation hungry for the warmth, inclusivity, engagement, and kindness which we often take for granted here at Emmanuel. Everything Steve Dinklespale said was absolutely correct. My challenge will be to bring just a taste of the Emmanuel magic with me across the country. While I'm excited and energized by this challenge, I'm also intimidated and awed by what lies ahead. And I know that my family and I will be mourning our loss of the Emmanuel and San Francisco Jewish communities, which have been so amazingly wonderful to us. I offer each one of you my profound thanks for the patience and forgiveness necessary to work with me these past years as I grew into the position. I can only hope to receive the same level of forbearance as I continue to grow into my new one. I want to thank and applaud the members of this clergy and the staff as they, these are the ones who inspired me to become a rabbi in the first place and then patiently worked with me once I was ordained as one. I will deeply miss you all next year. I hope you'll answer my calls when I'm thrown into the abyss, a wandering Jew once again, and I'll come seeking advice or just a friendly voice. I will especially miss the staff and teachers within our education team with whom I've collaborated over the past years. I'm so thankful to leave our program in such able hands and only hope that I have left things in at least as good condition as they were received. I want to thank Rabbi Pierce for his mentoring and the trust he put with me from day one, as well as Rabbis Singer, Joe Elbaum, and Stephen Dinklespiel, and our board of directors for their tutelage, their support, especially as I went through the search process. Finally, I want to thank our students for making it all worthwhile. After eight years, I know these kids and their families like they're my own, and I am deeply saddened to lose that connection. All I can say is that I wish I had grown up in a community like yours. I admire, and I envy you.
When saying farewell, in Hebrew we often say lehitraot, which does not mean goodbye, but rather until I see you again. I'm not merely paying lip service when I invite you to please visit, should you find yourself in the New York area. I'm really happy to take a train into the city, especially if you pack a burrito in your carry-on luggage. <laughs> And just know that this high holidays, when this sanctuary is full with all of you singing together and with the shadows of the main sanctuary stained glass shining upon the bima, and with all of the cool teens up in the balcony on these sides, <laughs> that I will really miss you and I'll be thinking of you in Chappaqua. To all of you, my teachers, my colleagues, my students, my mentors and friends, from the bottom of my heart, thank you.